Hey, uh, usually I share with you my opinion, but this time I would like to ask you for your opinion. What would you do in, in the situation I will describe you, or how would you configure the situation? Imagine there is a research team, a group of programmers slash researchers who are doing some experiments. They're trying, they're, they're, they're trying to solve some problems, or problem with problems usually. They're all looking at these problems from different perspectives, from different angles, uh, and uh, they are working on papers. They're not only writing code, but they're also writing scientific papers, academic papers, which are supposed to be published in the end of the research or during the research. The papers are usually written by not a single person, but a few people. So one person is writing, another person is uh, helping to edit the paper, another one is participating in the discussions, so maybe not even you know, typing the text there, but uh, discussing the problems and, and suggestings suggesting um, solutions and how to, to, to move the research into a better direction. So it's a group work, it's a teamwork. But then the result of this teamwork, there is a paper which has an author. An author or a number of authors or an author and co-authors, but usually now in academic world, they just have a list of authors. John, Sarah, uh, Peter, three authors. So the question is, how do we decide in a group who will be the author? Let's say we have 10 people in the team, 10 people working on, 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 the, on, the, on the problem. They, they're working on a software solution and, and they will generate five different papers. So there are basically three approaches. Approach number one is uh, we all become co-authors, 10 people, 10 authors, no matter who is publishing, no matter who is writing, no matter what kind of paper it is, no matter what the paper is about, 10 people, they just go in there. They become all authors, no exceptions, no exclusions. That's a, a scenario number one. And remember, we're trying to make a rule. So we're trying to decide that it's going to be happen from now till the very end of the, of, of, of our, of the, the end of a lifetime of this, of this group not even the project, but the group. So it's a, it's a rule, it has to be set, so everybody knows what is the rule, what to expect. The approach number two, the person who is responsible, the main author, the main, author, the main person who is actually typing most of the text, who is, uh, who is driving the paper forward, becomes the author. And we always assign that person. So when we start writing a new paper, we say, okay, now it's your paper. So this is, this is uh, Sarah, so Sarah, okay, write the paper, make it your paper, you will publish, and Sarah, becomes uh, the author, number one. And then Sarah invites other people as she wishes. She says, Peter was helping me, so I invite Peter. Maybe she doesn't even explain why. It's just her personal decision. She makes the decision. Peter is the co-author, so I invite Peter. And we don't debate this decision. That's the rule. So the author, the primary author of the paper, even if this decision is not fair, Maybe the author will just say, I don't want anybody to be co-authors, so I just be myself. It's just going to be my paper. And we all just eat it, just swallow it and say, okay, that's the way it is. That's the second approach. And approach number three, which I uh, use, uh, which I see more and more often, is the approach where uh, the decision is made ad hoc. So we just, we just make a decision with no particular uh, rule behind it. It's just, yeah, these three people, because they were working more on this paper. Just, just because. So, so decisions is made by, by somehow. 
there's no clear explanation. There's no real set of rules written on the, on the wall and anybody can just look at it and understand, okay, that's the rule we use in our team. So I'm asking you, what do you think is better? The first approach, the second one, or the third one? So probably if you are subscribed to my channel, then you will probably cross out the option number three because we are all, you know, we all like rules. I mean, I'm trying to, <laughs> to, to tell you this for many, many years uh, on my blog and my videos, that rules are better than the absence of rules. But let's consider two first options. The rule number one, everybody. The rule number two, one person and co-authors. So the, 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 uh, what's good? in the first approach. It will not offend, it, it is supposed to not offend anybody. Of course it may offend. For example, the person just quits the group and we still publish the paper. So shall we include the person who was working with us two years ago on this project and, and, and she quit two years ago and went to work for Google. Now she's in Google, but we continue writing, continue working on that, continue writing those, those papers we started two years ago. Shall we include that person as a co-author? That's a tricky question, hard to answer. But if the answer will be, of course not, then that will demotivate people who stay with us now. They will understand that no matter how much they, inv they, they invest right now, the time and efforts, they will be most probably excluded if they decide to quit in some time. So that's um, the tricky scenario. But still, everybody means everybody. 10 people means 10 people, just everybody. To not offend anybody, that's the, that's the principle. And the second option, there are also benefits. So if you, if you let the primary author may be the decision maker, then it gives extra motivation, additional motivation for that person to, to stand out and to demonstrate their achievements much better than being just a list inside a list of co-authors among everybody else who maybe not work as good as that person. Because, you know, in a team of 10 people, it's impossible to imagine that all 10 people, they contribute equally. Sometimes there will be lazy people, sometimes there will, there will be people who don't work because they don't like to work, whatever. There could be many reasons for, for, for having people who contribute much less than somebody else. So that somebody else who is a top contributor, who works day and night on this, on this paper and who, who puts a lot of effort, in, effort into it, he or she will not be happy to see that, that after the paper is published, his name or her name stays on the position number five among other 10 guys who most of who or some of who barely touch the keyboard during the, uh, during the lifetime of the project. So that, that's a negative side. It may, may demotivate that, that key performers if, they, uh, if we apply the, the, the principle from the, first, um, from the first scenario. So in this case, the second scenario is kind of gives advantages to top performers. So it just says, you will be the author, you will be the, the paper publisher. So everybody else, they will try to help you in order to motivate you to involve, uh, to, to include me, uh, include them into the list of co-authors. For example, I'm in the team, I see this guy, he's working hard to publish a paper and I see that the paper potentially could be, uh, could, could, could be publishable and could be a really good paper, I will try to help that person. I will try to work with them. I will try to say, how can I help you? Maybe invite me for the meeting, invite me for, for the discussion, let me write something for you, maybe, maybe write you some software. So I will try to help. But there are negative sides and positive sides in both options. So I'm asking you, what do you think? Maybe you can share your experience, how it works in your team, how it works in your group. So how it happens, what's the rule, what's the principle? of the authorship. So who gets the privilege of being authors of the papers your group is publishing? Thanks for listening. I'm waiting for your answers.
Stay tuned. Bye-bye.